Hello everybody. Welcome to Emin, the first ever podcast series brought to you by the Industrial Application Society of IEEE NSCSC. This is your one stop to know everything and anything about the tech and the industrial world. So get ready to awaken the engineer in you. Hey everybody, I'm Sara Susan Suresh, a third year electronics and biomedical student of Government Model Engineering College and I will be host for the day. So for today's episode of Emin the IAS podcast we have with us one of our alumni Navin Srinivasan. He is currently working at Google as a user experience designer and has worked on voice technologies such as Google Assistant. He is a computer science graduate from the 2012 batch and the design head of Excel 2011. So we welcome you Navin to the session and we are very happy to have you here. Thank you Sara glad to be here. Yeah thank you. So I guess we can straight away move to the questions right? Sure. So yeah. The first question. So could you explain what goes on in the role of a user experience designer and how does a typical work day go like? Yeah. So user experience is a pretty vast uh, you know if you look at yeah. it as a topic but the user experience design is just a small part of it. So to explain what a user experience is um anything that has to do with improving the human computer interaction or the experience of a product how a user use that's where the user experience team comes in so specifically for a user experience designer uh, if you take there is like a customer facing app right like if you look at anything that you use for ordering food or for shopping then there are different use cases that you need to look into like you know if you bombard users with a lot of things on a screen mm-hmm. it's not intuitive they will find it difficult to you know navigate they will have it might have happened to you right like you are looking for a button you don't know what's happening yeah so true. the whole user experience when it comes to consumer facing app is completely different at the same point if you're looking at it from a business use case right if you're creating an enterprise app or you're creating uh, an app for someone who's at a store behind the you know counter they need multiple things to do at the same time right like they need to add items they might have to check. click on other things to check items exactly search items so for them they are already trained for that particular uh, scenario so the way that you look at the user experience for that particular scheme will be different so that's where the user experience designers work come in where they look at how we can improve that particular flow of them, what they are trying to do Yeah, you had come with the previous ideas like to improve it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, uh, for example, if you are ordering something on a delivery website, right? Yes, like, yeah. it's a very simple use case, like which happens to me a lot. That I order from a particular restaurant, mm-hmm. a particular kind of combo, always, right? So, if I have to go in and you know click on each item that I want every time, it's a pain. So. if from a user experience point of view you might have seen how the app sometimes have recent items that you have bought right yeah if yes. you if you go to google sometimes it will show you tabs that you usually use a lot of times yeah. so the most used apps uh, tabs yes. exactly so those kind of experience is something that a user experience designer need to do so to tell what happens in a typical work day for me it's different for each person like i would say like at google uh for a designer how it goes is basically 
I interact a lot with the product managers in the company, mm-hmm. like who actually define the strategy or what exactly should do, you know, in a feature. Like they'll define in this particular quarter or in this uh, particular what do you say? Like if there is a product that we need to uh, build uh, for the next five months or four months, if what are the different features that we are going to do? They will define that. Then as a designer, what I will do is I'll sit with them, understand what the requirement is, and then work with the UX team. There are different folks in the team, understanding like what is the user's need, what do they need to do, and then look at the whole flow. Then we go build the mocks. So we create a prototype, and then we test it with users. They'll give us some feedback. We'll again, it trade. And then we have to yeah. consult each and every person in the UI. Yes, team, yes, yes. Right? So you have to consult with the engineers. So, like, if they have to build the back end, they have to build the front end. What is it that can be done, right? Like, you cannot just come up with some, uh, you know, fancy ideas that is difficult to. Just for an example, imagine I come up with something which would, you know, delay. The time in which it will show to the user, right? Like, there is a performance issues basically. So, mm-hmm. like. If you have less internet and it takes uh, too much time to load, okay. then that's not a good user experience, right? So you need to take into consideration. That's just an example. So there are a lot of things like engineers. You need to take into account the product requirements and uh, the users. The users are the basic major folks that we take. Yeah. So if we see the like delivery apps like Zomato, Zubi, like all mm-hmm. the restaurants comes up in one app. Like it's too easy for the user to like use it and all. Yes, yes, and they have to look into like you know, like from a user perspective, when you open the app, what is the most important thing they want to know about the restaurant, right? Like that's why you have the star system, right? Like yeah. the ratings for some people, the ratings are important. For some people, they want to know if there is any new restaurants that come in, right? So that's why you have different sections. So these things, the user experience designer, based on their user, you know, demographics they are targeting. And at the same point, imagine if it's a new user who has never used an app before. So you need to look into, you know, how can you onboard a new user? User-friendly way. Yes. To... User-friendly has to be. Yeah. yeah, and the user term is very used everywhere, but the user can be anyone. It can be the same Swiggy app. It's not just the consumer who's using. There might be delivery folks who will be using the same, right? So somebody there has to design for the delivery people as well. Like when they are on the go, they are driving, and how is the whole experience for them? Like that's how it works. Yeah. So next question. So your professional journey has gone from SCP Labs to a master's degree in human-computer interaction from Indiana University Bloomington, and then finally to Google. So. Can you tell us about the experience in each one of them, and also the exposure you have received from each one? Sure. So, I got into SAP from college. Uh, yeah. I got a placement offer yeah. in SAP, and uh, yeah, I worked there for three years. Pretty awesome first three years of my you know, working career. Uh, I worked in a team, uh, the CRM team at SAP, and um, I started as a software engineer because. I'm from the computer science background. Computer science. Uh, and uh, then over there, I, you know, there were a few times, my team was pretty awesome. So they gave me some chances where, you know, I already, as you know, I used to do some design in uh, college, 
but those designs were very different from what i do now so that designs were basically you know creating graphics visuals you know brochures posters uh, posters exactly so those kind of things but when i came to sap i started understanding like how product works right uh there were few opportunities like where i had chance to create mocks for a uh, few features and the way that i approached them were pretty you know naive it's like i would say i would i started using photoshop creating mm-hmm. mocks which were not well designed but that was a first step for me like and then i started seeing there were product designers in my at sap the way they did the whole thing then there were design thinking workshops that i attended then i understood that there is so many different you know aspect of a, in the process of designing something there are different things that we need to take into consideration so that was the first time when i was like okay this is interesting and then i came to know about few people who did something called human computer interaction course i never knew about this before so that i was really interested to learn more about it then i started looking for you know, the programs which actually is actually created for people who love these kind of you know, courses and that's when i started applying for uh, universities where hci programs are there and indiana happened to be one which out of the institutions who uh, accepted me like indiana's course was really well defined it was more of like a user experience research part more design oriented so some courses of hci are more i would say engineering focus where it's mm-hmm. more of uh you look at it from the engineering point of view like there would be a lot of coding courses cool. so indiana courses were very much uh core design uh yeah. oriented so that's something which attracted to me and then i said you know i applied mm-hmm. got it uh and indiana the two years were an eye opening for me because uh the way that i approached design was basically like if suppose like most of the folks who start early what they do is like if you're given a problem right like mm-hmm. any of the problems that we talked about this yeah. like imagine the swiggy right so what they do is they go in and they start designing something on the any of the tools that they have like simply tools. they design like yeah but that's not how you actually approach design so that's what i learned from there right like where you need to go and talk to the user so for example we had some projects where we had to create something for firefighters our mm-hmm. uber drivers like how can we improve for example we had one of the projects which was like how can we improve the uber ratings right mm-hmm. so we were asked to go and talk to uber drivers so so, so so first it was very difficult for us like you know you're going and actually when you're going in uber you're actually make a conversation asking them about yeah, these questions they'll be like this guy is mad why is he asking so <laughs> yeah so, so but so that's a technique that you learn like how can you make a person in front of you comfortable before asking them questions like research kind of questions and then get what you want to learn from there go back see what all insights you got and from that you start the designing on paper you don't even go to the you sketch something out then you go and show it to them they would tell you if it works or not you know you use it with users so we used to go to uh different classes not classes i would say but like labs and stuff catch people students and then ask them to test it sometimes they will buy them something and then they would test with us so that was a learning where you need to talk to a lot of 
people to understand your users, right? It's not just what you think. It's what the you user think. need is the priority. Yes, yes. So that core thing I learned from, I would say, uh, you know, uh, the e-courses that I went through. So it's about, you know, and then how you approach your design. Yes. Uh, what are the things that you need to know? So we had some courses where we used to, uh, you know, interact with industry folks at that point. Mm -hmm. So the questions they ask, right? Like they ask from the product point of view, what is, uh, how will this feature help their company? So we never thought about that before. So, yeah. So, and then from there, uh, I got into Google uh, in 2017. Yeah. And then again, uh, you know, when you join a company, it's very different. Like uh, at Google, good thing is like, there are different, like UX, as I said, right? it's very broad. So there are UX researchers, then there is UX designers, then there is visual designers, then there is UX writers, then there is, you know, some like as you said, I worked in the voice field. So there are conversational designers, so mm -hmm. different folks. So it's really interesting. Like was for me, it was new. Learn how you know interact with them to create a product. Uh, from SAP, I knew how to interact with product managers and engineers, but over here. It, it was you know, much better. In UI UX itself, there's a lot of specialization. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So yeah. if you want to know about that, it's like a user experience. Like when you start a UX work, right? Like it's usually the UX, UX experience, uh, user experience researchers mm -hmm. whose job is basically to go on field and talk to users. They would do studies, they would conduct surveys. Like you might have seen sometimes if you're watching something on YouTube or Gmail or any other Google product, there is some kind of a small uh, survey yes, that comes up. Yeah, right? Which yeah, says you how do you like your product? Yeah. So that surveys actually kind of help in a way, right? So this, the researchers actually go deep talk to people sometimes. Like, how do you use the uh, you know, product. There are many questions that we need to understand before we develop something. Right? Like, if tomorrow you need to come up with a new app, it can be anything, right? Like, for college students, and understanding what the college students are going through, uh, those things user researchers do. They they get data, they understand. The, then the designers, what they do is they collaborate with UXDs, right? Interaction designers. Some companies call it product designers. So the designers, as I mentioned above, most of the cases, like you know, uh, they do them, create mocks, they look at the full flow, and then come up with how the feature should, you know, how users should interact with it. Once yeah, that happens, every aspect they have to look out. Yes, yes. So, and then comes like the visual designers, right? Like, like if you look at, uh, for example, any meta apps like facebook apps uh, any page that you take or you take any google uh, set of google workspace apps right like the google gmail and other calendar so all look very similar right so there is a already a design system designed for it so part of it also comes from like how the icon should look like how the whole color palette should look like then all those things are you know kind of visual design come into the picture where they would already you know, uh, create some kind of a library, which is then used by you know, interaction designers. Mm -hmm. and 
Yeah, and then copywriters, like there's UX writers who, uh, they are also important, right? Like what message you give it to your users, it should not be complicated. It should be easy. Easy to understand. Yes. Yeah. So there are different things. And sometimes in some companies, it's one person doing everything. In some companies, it might be like, there might be a researcher, but a designer does interaction design, visual design, UX architect, everything. So it depends on the company. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, like in a startup, it might happen that you will have to do everything. Mm -hmm. So then the there's no UX researcher or designer or visual designer. Everything is one. There's, for, if it's a large company and there's lot of users as well, right? Like in places like in Google, you need to understand the users end to end. Like if, so that's why you have researchers. It's very important. They, the way they come and tell us all the insights, like what is important? What is it that users are looking for? That yeah. then the designers take. Yeah, that's how you improve like, what all features you have to add on to it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just very large. Uh, you know, I just told you a small yeah, summary. Yeah, yeah, very brief. Yeah. So next question. So what are the career opportunities for someone looking to get into the field of human computer interaction? Yeah. So as I mentioned, like yeah. you can be a, if you really love talking to users, you really love uh, understanding, you know, like as a UX researcher, what sometimes you need to do is we call it here, like the diary studies where you go and every day you understand from users, how are they, what are they doing, right? Like in a day, what happens in the user's life? Imagine you are like, I had a, like initially when I was in school, like, uh, I mean, Indiana university. So where we had to create something for firefighters. So we used to go every day and observe them. Like how do firefighters do? What do they do? What are the problems that they're facing? Right? And all those things a researcher would understand and then they'll come back and they'll kind of create like what are the opportunities that they see, the search that they understand about the user. They come and uh, give it to the whole team. That's user researcher's job. Like, so if you really love uh, talking to people and getting into like the depth of why somebody is doing something, then user research is a really good field. For Best option. Yeah. If you really like to, you know, take that research insights and then create something or develop a flow and, uh, you know, look at creative ways of how users can interact, right? Like before it's, it's, how can I describe? It's more of like you can visualize in your head what the whole flow can be. If you really love doing that, how a product should you know, operate, then you can go into the UX design. Then if you really love how it looks, like the look and feature, like color uh, or, you know, uh, the patterns and those kind of things, you know, that's your passion. That's something that comes to your mind when you look at a product. You you look at two apps and you always compare it based on, you know, the colors and all those visual aspect of it. Then visual design is something uh you can do and a lot of folks from the arts graphic design who really really that creativity plays a big role yeah creative so everybody has to be creative in ux like the user researchers come needs to know like if you're 
researching with kids, right? This is not gonna tell you. Like, if you ask them, like, do you like an app? They they will tell you what they feel. Like, right? yeah. So you have to be creative how you actually come up with a research method to get something out of it, right? Like you observe them or you how you talk to their parents and get them. so they have to be interactive, sorry, creative. Then again, designers have to be creative in the way like you know what is the delightful things that you can do, and then look is something that comes important as well, right? Like sometimes people might not like the way the things look and they might just go like if there's an shopping app and if there is a way the you know the screen looks if it's not intuitive i won't say intuitive but not attractive they might go for some other so that's usual design and then how if you have so many things written on the screen it's very difficult for them to yes then ux writers come in who are really good at you know, if you know how to, your, the command over the language is really good. It can be any language, right? You need a UX writer for different language, but it has to do with the UX part of what should be written on the button. So that's where it's at. And then the conversation design, uh, which comes, it's very, it's very focused for voice technologies, but it's an upcoming tool where you have to design the conversation. Yeah, Google Assistant. Yes, it's like more of like so. in the movie world, like the script writers, right? Like how you the script goes. The conversation designers need to. They are really good at understanding. You know, like if you say like Alexa or if I say Hey G, which is Google, uh, you know, what are the you know, if you, I want to know what are the restaurants in London, like, mm -hmm. what's, what's the best restaurants in London? How will they react? Like, how should an assistant react back to you? It's like, they can be like, sure, these are the top 10 restaurants in London. Or it can be like a question, follow up question where they will say, uh, what kind of cuisine are you looking for? Right? Mm -hmm. So that's the conversation that can go. Okay. Imagine the assistant doesn't understand what you're saying. Like, blah 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 restaurant so the how should assistant react or you know converse with you right like it will be like uh sorry i could not hear what you said can you repeat again if they say and they don't understand what should be the second kind of error feedback yeah this tool has to be designed it's not just uh, every so conversation they have to build yes 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 and so these things the conversation design is taking yeah, so next, you have worked on voice technologies like Google Assistant, as you said right now. So could you tell us more about your experience working on it? Yeah, so as I said, right, like I, as I gave an example, uh, Google Assistant, like the voice is one of the additional modality that comes above visual, like the, whatever you're viewing, right? Like your screen, the web, which is already there. And it's a upcoming, I would say, a modality which is being used everywhere. For example, imagine you're driving. Now, when you're driving, it's very difficult for a person to actually touch the screen, you know, or interact, right? So where voice can be a really good modality that can actually help users complete their tasks, right? Like imagine you're driving and you want to uh, listen to music, play something on, you know, YouTube music, Spotify, or Ghana, or whatever you listen to. So 
if you can do that right like it's such a good way of interaction again a second example would be imagine you are in kitchen you are cleaning dishes and you want to put some music on or you want to switch on the lights right your hands are already you know you are yeah. doing something else your primary task uh, involves both your hands so how can voice help you in that situation right like it's it can sometimes in some cases it is more of like needed where because as you said you're driving you cannot touch so it's a need other cases it's more of like just an added help right like you already can see a screen but uh suppose you're watching tv uh and then you know you are watching youtube and suddenly you are like i want to watch something on netflix how can i know you know so if you can just say something you don't have to pick up your phone type something or you know to uh, cast it or you can use your remote to change it you can directly do something or imagine you're getting ready uh, and you want to know what's the temperature based on which you can wear jackets accordingly right like so instead of picking up your phone again looking at the temperature it's easy through voice so that's how the voice technology comes into the picture and why everybody and one of the major things that people are now using at home is for smart homes right like switching on lights right. if you have uh, if you're sitting in living room how can you switch off all the lights in the other places in your house right so that's something that's uh, i would say an upcoming uh, yeah. use case for so voice as a model as a modality needs look into which are like a lot of things like conversation design that i talked about right so that's there and then it's like we call it multimodal where you have voice and also screen so how that interaction look like like you say something uh, as i said on the tv right like if, if your uh, remote has google assistant or alexa you say something and then you can see that happening change happening over there yeah you need to take into picture what kind of options like if you say play music by an x artist right so what will you show on the screen uh, so directly you can show top 5 things music but if you say play exact these this song by this artist then you can show directly that particular that music song. item right song so that's one thing that we need to take into picture then if there are other use cases where you're just asking users like uh, show me the best gift i can give to mother or father or who is uh, you know birthday is coming so then what do you show them right like they said that it open it automatically opens the app and what will you show them so all those things need to be taken into consideration so the voice and the other thing is like today it's still evolving like the technology uh, sometimes you might if you have any voice capable device sometimes it doesn't work as you want right like so they are constantly working on it right like if you say something it starts playing something else so yeah. there is already yeah right so then it's more of like sometimes what you say if if you don't know you take a pause and you're thinking about it by the time it stops you will like a random yeah then you are again have to trigger so there's a lot of things which needs to be looked into and they are looking into that so and then the other thing is understanding language right like especially mm-hmm. in india 
we speak so many languages right so how can we make it so much better that you know any language any person can speak it understands that language um, so yeah so that's it's very interesting uh, there's a lot to do yet and yeah it's an emerging field i guess yeah it's it's been there for some time but it's we are still trying to make developing yeah as i said right like the technology is also improving day by day yeah. so with that there's a lot of opportunities uh, imagine you go to a mall tomorrow and then you know you don't have to touch the kiosk you can directly interact with the display so there's there can be there are so many things that can happen right you go to a mcdonalds or some kind of places where you can just interact by speaking so, it's a whole lot of things right yeah yeah it's 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 the when it comes to multimodal you need to understand again like in a same household it can be you other people at your home interacting with it right so mm-hmm. if you say play my best music it should understand your voice also your other also your yeah, other right? so how can you improve that like mm-hmm. it understands each person in the household and accordingly it, the other example is like if you say if you have multiple devices in your home multiple google home mini or echo dot at your home when you say play music which device should it play right so if there is a device connected to tv if you say uh, play netflix some movie mm-hmm. on netflix it should understand that it's asking the tv to play not device some so other device yeah so these things Yeah, we have to consider all the aspects. Yeah, yeah, and there are teams who work together to make mm-hmm. that possible. Yeah. yeah. So next question: So can you speak about your publication in IAB about the state of voice technology? Yeah. Uh, so this was just a part of my you know, uh, work where we. we are working on again we are working on voice tech voice technology right so mm-hmm. similar to us similar to google other companies are also working on voice technologies and it's in a way when brands want to integrate with you know the voice they want to use voice as a marketing platform or to uh, build connection with their users right like brands so there are a lot of things that they need to understand right like if they come up with a voice uh, marketing Ad, right like tomorrow then how should the conversation the things that i told about like how should the conversation happen in there so that's one important thing then what are some successful stories that has happened in this field so we all came together and we kind of uh wrote kind of a white paper where it's more of like it was targeted for i would say the marketers and like anyone who's creating something with voice technology like what is the state today what are the things that you can do and uh, how can you use voice to reach some people in the world right like uh, for example there are there are few companies who have been who have successful case studies of you know uh, coming up with some i would say creatives or advertisement mm-hmm. a really cool advertisement where uh, for example google had done long back where they with a, com- a car a company they came up with a solution where anybody when a ad comes on your device it would say mm-hmm. if you want to book a test drive 
for the car. Yeah. You just need to yeah, say, "Hey, G, uh, you know, uh, book a appointment, something." So that is a new way of interacting with the customers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was just a part of my work. Yeah. So, like, what are the potential developments or changes that we can and anticipate in the coming future in the field of user experience? Interesting. Uh, so, let me tell you. There are a lot of things that still can, like, as I said, multimodal, right? Like, tomorrow there there might be a scenario of how can a screenless experience look like? There's no screen. Mm-hmm. how in that case you interact with something like the user experience in that then there is metaverse coming right like so yeah. uh, in an augmented reality world how does the user experience look like and not only that in like the users are also evolving around along with the technology right like how they use their phone so to give an example again like earlier when you we used to design something we used to take into the consideration like uh, uh, or I give, I'll give another example. Like the way Gen Z or the new age, like the kids interact with the technology is different from how the old people. Yeah, they never had the technology before. They had to learn on the go. But now, if you're coming up with a already great app and it's targeted for young generation, right? Like they already had have seen phone from. Yeah. Very they then yeah. so, so know everything. So yeah. how do you create a user experience for them? So that's something that will evolve. There's a lot of new tools coming up which can, you know, I've seen like automatically codes what you mock up, right? Uh and then as I said, like augmented reality and all the other kind of interfaces when it comes, you need to get adapt to it. See how you can design for that kind of technology. Right? So, um, it's an interesting place, I would say. There's a lot, and it will keep evolving. But the core of user experience will still remain. That is, users are the thing. Like, you need to design for users. Whatever happens, like even if it's 50 years down the line, uh, how a human would interact with something, that still remains. And you need to make sure that to create an experience, good experience. Yeah, if you are not like uh, designing for the users, I guess there is no purpose for the app. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe in future there's no concept of apps or something else. Uh, so. Yeah. So next, metaverse is a buzzword now. So how do you see metaverse from the user experience lens, and how is it going to change the experience of people in the coming decades? Yeah. So my understanding is like maybe I'm wrong. Metaverse, the word has been there for long, like long yeah, before, but it became yeah. a buzzword recently because recently. a lot of companies like Meta, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, yeah, and Apple and in Google, like a lot of companies are now investing in the field, this particular field. So when you look at from the user experience lens, right? Like how I see is that just for example, uh, this this interview that we are conducting, right? Looking for us. Imagine if there was a use case where we all could sit in like a MEC uh, classroom and then take it. So that would be a really good experience, right? At the same point, imagine we conduct half the interview in there and then I would be like, 
let's go to google campus that can show you the campus like we are inside that particular uh, space i would say like a space right so that's the added thing like now there's just a screen how will it look like when you are in a different in a space where you can have anything in that particular space like it's uh, the way that you're sitting there can be if you would like to add something over there you know you can see different uh, imagine a, like if you can like already you can do it but you can actually understand how a particular part in the world looks like right <laughs> or this, imagine uh, you are into fitness and then you have someone right before you who can actually uh, you know show you how to do a fitness exercise so that that's that's very interesting and something and it can be useful with the whole new era how it has changed the work space as well right it'll be interesting how it all goes forward with. but also there is a lot of things that still need to be uh, you know improved i feel mostly mm-hmm. i don't know how, where the companies are today but today the it's the full headset is pretty Clumsy. Not wear it for more than uh, an hour or so, right? So, if you really want to be in a metaverse where everybody can interact with you, uh, there's a lot of work that need to be done over there. Maybe they have done it. I don't know. Uh, at the same point, you need to look into already the privacy, security. I so recently, uh, if you saw the news, like in inside the metaverse, what Facebook. Uh, the, sorry meta did is basically they create like imagine uh, you cannot go and touch someone like in a physical world right like it's yeah. it's not good but in a metaverse earlier it was like you can do anything but now mm-hmm. they have created kind of a kind of a crowding surrounding around you where you cannot just go and touch someone right? so that's a good way of like privacy that they are looking at but what does that mean accessibility mean in uh, the whole world of metaverse And there is a lot of opportunities for users. Like uh, there might be new apps which we have on phone now. When it comes to metaverse, how will those things come into picture? Yeah, that's a like a lot of recent news about metaverse happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an it's a still long way to go, and uh, I don't know like how it will turn out. That's what is the next way of like you know looking at. Improving the space. Uh, I don't know how. Like today, you own websites. Like in, what does it mean? Like I, there's already news where some folks are buying, you know, land inside my house. What does that mean? Like it's a virtual land. But what do you mean by so? There will be new laws coming in when it matters. Well, thanks. It's interesting. Yeah, the reality may change. Like. It is going to convert into virtual. So it's more of augmented reality that would be there because still people would like to you know, meet each other at the end of the day. Uh, then I joke sometimes it's like nowadays, uh, and there are some uh, memes and reels I've seen where you know today parents complain that you're always looking at a screen. Imagine yeah. the future if you were like you're always inside of space. all together so the person is not in the particular like 
now I'm in maybe I am in Kochi. Right. So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, yeah. Yeah, so next question. So you were the design head of Excel 2011. So how did model engineering college help you mold your career and life? Yeah, so yeah, before design head, uh, so I was in the placement well, uh, and I started actually designing. It was uh, as a, I would say, I I used to draw and stuff when I was young, as a kid, but uh, I never knew how to do photo, you know, use graphic designing or anything. So there was a need of someone to, you know, start stepping up and do design. And then there were only one or two of us who could do them. I started designing brochure for placement cell. And from there, then I, yeah, I became the design head. And as a design head, as I feel is like, I was not a great designer. I was not really good at the graphic design. But as a job, like as a design head, my job was to make sure who are the best talent in the college. There were so many other people. So my job was to get them, you know, uh, convince them to create something. Uh, or it has happened like so many of my friends who are in different batch, I would reach out to them, like, hey, can you talk to this person? And you know, or there would be a someone from a you know second year or first year. Uh, so I would reach out to them, like, hey, can you design something? So all together, like it's as a group, how you work. And then the important thing is that and then Alumni is always played a big role, right? Like in all these mm -hmm. technical things. So like in companies, you have stakeholders, right? Where you need to show it to the stakeholders, like the leadership, like mm -hmm. this is what we're trying to design. This is what we think would really work. We want to design this product. Same way, you used to take something, like I used to take something to the alumni and some of them would be like, this is crap, go back. Yeah, again. It's true. So that I whole experienced process, it. Yes, yes. So that whole process of trying hard to come up something in a deadline you know and then sometimes the designer like the who are given tasks they would be like uh sorry i didn't do it and then you need to run behind Find them. Someone other, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's too hectic actually to be yeah, the design yeah. head yeah, yeah so that's that all kind of helps you right like when you uh join a company or even in my grad school like that things actually help me, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, that experience. And then- yeah, manage it and all. Yeah, yeah, and then a major part I feel is like the placement cell itself. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good memories from placement cell. Yeah, placement yeah. cell has played an important role in your life, I guess, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, recently, uh, yeah. like I was watching Almometer on Netflix mm -hmm. and then, you know, that kind of, the placements cell. yeah when somebody gets placed uh almometer is the netflix show and in one of the episodes they actually show that happiness like one of one person in the whole campus gets a job like or friends that you get job and everybody's happy everyone will be happy around them like or if somebody's not getting a job then you all like everybody come together try to help a lot of memories has been piled up for you, So next question. So any memorable moments from me as you said, yeah. there are many more, I guess. That, that's, that's, that's something that I would say. It's like, I, 
i do meet a lot of my like mc alumni pretty strong so like even now i have so many friends like we we, we meet really often and then if there's any help that is required right like at any point we are always there for them so yeah the i would say from memory point of view like the most memorable thing would be that moments when you know the placements used to happen and uh, and it's it's like every there's no ego uh, mm-hmm. people who are really good at some particular subject they would i mean they would try to help help and uh, yeah the other memory i would say is like days before uh, exams like in hostels mm-hmm. like all of us used to get together hostel uh, wise are totally different yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like i remember like we there would be like 10 of us one person would be reading out uh you know the chapter one by one and then all of you know the other folks around would just listen and then we'll all try to understand mm-hmm. this one day before trying to cram in all the things but i won't suggest that but yeah yes right like still now it happens yeah the same hey. so those things that's the part of the engineering thing right like that's why they say that the engineers do well i'm being biased here but like engineers do really well is because like we learn new things very quickly so that's yeah, yeah. yeah that that's something that's coming to my mind but there are a lot of memories like uh, i think this Yeah. So, any advice here that you want to give to the listeners who are interested in this field, and like, are there any skills or courses that they should be looking into their undergraduate time? So, uh, yeah. I mean, one, the best thing that you can do, right? Like, uh, not even courses. One, any app that you actually, we, I always suggest people like it's called App Critic. Basically, when you install an app right like you can just look at think about like how can you improve that particular app if there is any feature that has been updated if you don't like something imagine how can you actually do it then there are so many tools out there there is something called sketch there is figma there is you don't even need canva yeah canva i mean so just or you don't need anything just have a pen and paper sketch out the whole flow how it will look like right like what is uh, each screen going to uh, like the feature how is it going to behave what is the flow when you or imagine you are onboarding someone to your app what is the first thing that you you will ask them for username password what is if they have a wrong password so the small small things in the projects that you do right if you're interested in user experience that is somewhere that you can start focusing on then you can start designing this like get at the end of the day you need to be really good at the like the creating mocks part as well right like how it looks because that's something that you will take and take it to the user to see if it works or not right before engineers go and build so you you can get better at that there are so many different courses or or i'll say videos on youtube and yeah. stuff like that where you can yeah there are a lot of courses in coursera yeah, yeah, yeah. then then i mean there there's a lot of courses on udemy there is also a google ux design certification that so these things the courses i would i won't say that if you do that then you are going to be a designer no but at least it will give you an idea of like 
what are the course. yeah what are the courses like if you go tomorrow if you go to a become a designer what are the things that you need to take into account uh so yeah i would say more and more you and i talk, talked about the different roles right like as a in ux researcher how a person critiques also kind of get an you get an idea that what is your interest if it's the interactions that comes to your mind first then yes design interaction design is your thing if you are already curious about like who are the users like what are uh you know what's going behind the users mind when they are using it then you can look into the ux research aspect of it. That's right. so, yeah. yeah yeah so that's it so we have come to the end of today's session so thank you so much namin so being part of this and it was such a pleasure talking to you and i'm pretty sure all of our listeners had a great time as well so once again thank you navin for joining and uh, guys stay tuned for future episodes bye bye